Molly Tuttle and Clawhammer guitar go together like, well, a fish hook and a worm. But have you ever asked yourself, how the hell does she even play like that? Well, don't worry. Today, you're going to get your answer. By the end of this episode, you'll know how to play Clawhammer style guitar. Hey, TAC family. Welcome to episode 191 of the Acoustic Tuesday show. This show is all about bringing fun, focus, and progress to your guitar journey through my weekly Guitar Geek list, plus success stories from your fellow TAC members. Have you ever felt like an outsider in the guitar world? Like you wanted to learn, wanted to play, but somehow you missed your invitation to the Insiders Club? Well, today you're gonna learn that being an outsider is merely a perception. And with some subtle tweaks, you can enjoy a life full of guitar, no matter where you're at on your journey. You'll be hearing from TAC member Al E and how his 2020 guitar goal, plus meeting a long-haired hippie dude, changed his guitar life forever. You're also gonna get your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use, which contains not one, not two, but three acoustic guitar builders that you absolutely must know about. But first, let's go ahead and learn from none other than Molly Tuttle. Today, I'll be teaching you how to play claw hammer guitar in the style of Molly Tuttle, inspired by Molly Tuttle. But I should say that Molly wasn't the first player to play claw hammer guitar. She certainly is not the only player to play claw hammer guitar. There are many others, as you'll find out in just a little bit. But first, let's go ahead and dig into where claw hammer guitar came from. And it actually came from the banjo. Most times when you hear the word banjo, you turn around and run the other direction because the stereotype is that it's loud, tonally unforgiving, and the notes seem to come at you like a machine gun. That couldn't be further from the truth when it comes to old time or claw hammer style banjo. This style of banjo is rather delicate. It's quite beautiful, very melodic, and it has this hypnotizing nature because of how syncopated it is. Let me play a quick sample for you so you can hear what it sounds like. seen Clawhammer style banjo, let's look at Molly playing the song Old Man at the Mill in the fretboard journal offices so you can see how she's adapted the Clawhammer banjo technique and applied it to guitar. You're officially inspired at this point, so I want you to grab your guitar and we're gonna go ahead and make a claw hammer pie. Yes, we're gonna cook a claw hammer pie. I'm gonna take you into the studio. We'll go over the ingredients, the tuning and the technique, and then I'll give you the recipe, how to put those things together in song form so you can add claw hammer guitar to your repertoire. Now, let me start this off with a bit of a disclaimer. For a claw hammer style guitar, you don't necessarily need an alternate tuning, however, I'm gonna urge you to use one because it's gonna make your learning process that much easier, that much more fun. So the tuning we'll use for today is open D major tuning, and that is low to high, D, A, D, F sharp, A, D. So your low E string will move down to a D, A string stays the same, D string stays the same, G moves down to an F sharp, B moves down to an A, and the high E moves down to a D. So you should be able to strum all your strings together and it should be a nice open D major chord. Sounds pretty darn cool. Now let's go ahead and move on to the other key ingredient and that is the technique. 
So for claw hammer style guitar, you're gonna need to know three terms. One is brush, the other is thumb, and the third is note. Yes, brush, thumb, and note. And we'll be using those terms in combination. And the reason those terms are so important is because it's gonna help you actually remember the technique. This technique may be very foreign to you, but with those three terms, you'll stay on track. So let's go over each. The first one is a brush. How do you execute the brush? Well, you're gonna take the top of your index finger fingernail or the top of your middle finger fingernail, or both if you want to, and essentially you're just gonna brush the strings. Well, how is this different from a strum? There's one crucial element that's different from a basic strum, and that is the use of your thumb. And all your thumb's gonna do is catch the low D string, okay? So as you brush, your thumb's gonna catch on that low string and stop your hand from falling to the floor or fall, falling to your, uh, your leg. So when you do this brush, almost act as if gravity has taken control over your hand, you're brushing, you're brushing the strings, and your thumb is stopping that downward motion. Okay, so that's the brush, very simple technique. You can go ahead and practice that by just repeating that brush, making sure that thumb lands on the low string. So that's the first term. The second term is thumb. Now, we, we, we all know what a thumb is. Give yourself a thumbs up for that. Um, <laughs> but in terms of claw hammer style guitar, the thumb is essentially lifting off of that low string and activating it. Now, we're not gonna practice it alone, though. We're gonna practice it following the brush stroke, okay? So we're gonna do a brush and then a thumb. Okay, brush, thumb. Now, we're not gonna necessarily be plucking that string super hard. All you're gonna be doing is essentially lifting your thumb off the string and activating it subtly, okay? I don't wanna hear this. That's not what we wanna hear, okay? I wanna hear just a nice subtle, just a nice subtle kind of thumb movement, okay? I got a little bit crazy on that, that, first, that first demo. So let me show you what that sounds like. So we're gonna do a brush, thumb, brush, thumb. Sounds like this. Brush, thumb. Okay, so that's two terms, but I wanna stop right now before we get to the single note. Because I want you to learn the basic claw hammer guitar sequence, sequence, which is a brush and then a brush thumb. Okay, so it's a brush, thumb lands on that low string but doesn't activate it, and then a brush thumb. So go ahead and play along with me right now. It's brush, brush, thumb, brush, brush, thumb, brush, brush, thumb, brush, brush, thumb. So that's the basic rhythmic sequence of claw hammer style guitar. And it's really fun to play because you can play that over any chord you know, really in any tuning. Again, we're using open D here because I think it makes the learning process a little bit more fun. You have less to worry about on the fretting end of things. So what's that final term? The final term is note. Well, we know what a note is, it's, it's a sound, but in, in terms of playing claw hammer style guitar, it's essentially taking that brush stroke, but only focusing on one string, so we get one single note. And we're gonna practice this on the high D string. So again, it's the same mechanics of a brush stroke, but now we're just focusing on a single string. Your thumb's still gonna catch on that low string, but now your index finger is gonna be striking that high D string, and that's gonna sound like this. 
And this is really where claw hammer style gets its name because your hand, well, it looks like a claw. It's kind of cool. You can scare the kids with this one. Um, but, <laughs> but this is essentially the form that your hand will take. Your thumb will always be, be landing on that low string. You always have the option to activate that low string. But for a single note, uh, a single note stroke in claw hammer style guitar, your thumb's gonna rest on that low string and your index finger is gonna hit whatever the intended string is. And you can practice this just on the high D string or you can bounce around to all the strings. As you get towards those center strings, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to become accurate, okay? So, so what I would recommend doing is just focus on that high string, get the mechanics down, and then start moving to the other strings. Okay, so now, you know how we did the brush, brush thumb? Now we're gonna do a note, note thumb. And that's gonna sound like this. Note, note thumb, note, note thumb, note, note thumb, note, note thumb. Okay, so we have the three terms. We have brush, thumb, and note. And we know how to combine those. Brush, brush thumb, note, note thumb. Again, very syncopated. Rhythmically, you would count it one, two, and three, four and. We're gonna combine everything right now, okay? Just, just for kicks. Now hear me out. This, this technique will take some time to get used to and I don't expect you to, to nail it right now. We're just focused on the basics. So what we're gonna do is a full measure of all the combinations. We're gonna do a brush, brush thumb, note, note thumb. And that's gonna sound like this. Brush, brush thumb, note, note thumb. It's a great way to get used to this style and really fun, again, with this open tuning because, well, it sounds pretty darn good. Next, we'll go ahead and look at the recipe. The stage is set. We've got our ingredients for claw hammer pie, but now we have to put those ingredients together and follow the recipe. So what we're gonna do now is first learn just a basic major scale on the high D string, and then I'm gonna show you how to play a song in claw hammer style guitar with claw hammer style. So let's go ahead and go over the fretted positions first, again, using open D tuning, and then we'll go ahead and move into executing claw hammer style with this major scale. So in terms of fretted positions, this one's pretty darn easy. We're just focusing on that high D string. It's gonna be open, second fret, fourth fret, fifth fret, seventh fret, ninth fret, 11th fret, and 12th fret. Okay, that's your basic major scale, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. And I'm gonna go ahead and play it all together so you can kind of get the sense of, okay, that sounds familiar. And of course you can play that descending as well. How does that play out with the claw hammer style technique? Well, we're gonna go ahead and play that single notes. Okay, again, thumb resting on that low string. It's gonna sound like this. Okay, great. Now what I want you to do is we're gonna do a note and then a brush thumb. So it's gonna sound like this. It's a 
great way to musically practice the claw hammer style. And then of course, the next part of the recipe, now that you know the major scale, now that you have the ingredients, is to go ahead and play a song. And for this, we're gonna pick the classic Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Tony, why would you pick such a cheesy song? Well, it's not a cheesy song. It's actually a really great song. Plus, we all generally know the melody. That being the case, it's easy to remember and we're kind of limiting all the variables. So let's just go ahead and play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on that high string. Now I'm gonna go ahead and play through it once. In fact, I'm not even gonna play through the whole song. I'll just play through a little chunk. But I want you to see how the style kind of manifests itself in song form. Here we go. little piece of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I'm confident that you'll be able to figure out the rest of the song because it's essentially those same exact notes. That being the case, okay, cool. As you're getting the hang of that, can we do anything more? Well, in open detuning, you certainly can. You can actually play a harmonized style um, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star again with that same idea to where instead of playing single notes, you're playing, uh, we'll call them little chord chunks. And that would sound like this. cool, it kind of fills out the melody a little bit. And I'll show you just one more thing. And this is, this is a little bit more of an advanced technique and something that once you get the basics of claw hammer down, this is something that you can certainly look forward to and that is drop thumbing. Now, what is drop thumbing? Well, so for every example we've done so far, for every example you've played through with me, your thumb has rested on that low string. Is this the only string that it can rest on? No. Is this the only string that it can activate? No, it can actually drop to any other string you want. And I'll go ahead and use just this seventh fret position to kind of demonstrate what a drop thumb would sound like. So my, my single note's gonna be on the high string, and then my thumb's gonna come to rest on that F sharp string. I'm gonna activate it, and then my index finger's gonna rest on the, or activate the A string, and then my thumb's gonna activate the low string. So how does that sound in time? It would sound like this. It takes a pretty high degree of accuracy. And as you can tell, I'm still kind of, uh, uh, with the guitar specifically, I'm still struggling to get some of that accuracy, but it's a really fun thing to work on. And it can really add a ton of different variation to your approach to claw hammer style guitar. So now you know the basics. Now you can start messing around with it. And I can tell you, this style is extremely, extremely addictive and downright hypnotizing. I hope you dug that and I hope you had some fun learning a new style. Now, one of the things that's incredibly fun about learning a new style is discovering new artists. So I've created a list for you that contains two more Clawhammer guitar players and three different Clawhammer banjo players because it's always fun to kind of listen to other artists and how they treat the style. So let's start off with the Clawhammer guitar players and kicking off our list is the very person that Molly Tuttle learned the style from, Michael Stadler. Let's give him a listen. Next up on the list is another Clawhammer guitar player by the name of Steve Bauman. Here he is. 
moving on to the banjo end of the spectrum. And the reason I wanted to list some banjo players here is because you can learn a lot from banjo players and take what they do on the banjo and apply it to guitar. So without further ado, let me go down the list. First, we have Chris Cool. Next up is one of my all-time favorite old-time banjo players. His name is Adam Hurt, and he is truly incredible. He has the best tone and just, he's an all-around wizard when it comes to the old-time banjo. Here he is. And to wrap up the old-time banjo player list, I had to include my musical friend, Kara Luft from The Small Glories. Here's a quick sample of her playing. I gotta get there tonight, some say, gotta use up all your daylight before it goes out for good. And of course, I have a question for you. What did you think of this lesson? Did you dig it? Do you like this show format? Are there any other players' signature styles that you want to learn? Make sure to let me know in the comments below. Very early on in my guitar journey, I felt like an outsider. I'd go to a guitar store and I'd have all these questions, but I was too scared to ask any of them for fear of being judged or for fear of just looking stupid. Like I should know the answers to all these questions. Well, it turns out that outsider feeling was all in my own mind. All I had to do was jump in with both feet and realize that the guitar community is a lot more welcoming than you may think. And TAC member Al E had the same exact experience. He actually went to change his strings and found an entirely new world that he now loves. Here's Al's story. 2020, what a year and how fast and oh so slow of a year it was. Slow for the obvious reasons, but fast on my guitar journey. I decided for the new year, 2020, I was gonna play the guitar and Ibanez V320 I purchased back in 1983 or so and really never learned much as it held up the corner in a few houses. Well, I needed strings, got them, and had no clue what to do. I did a search and found this smiley, long-haired, hippie-looking guy who was totally into explaining how to string a guitar. Well, Tony, as he is called, now enters my home every evening with a bit of wit and a very learnable style of explaining his passion to me. It took me until April 10th, 2020 to wise up and join the TAC family. Somewhere along the way in January, I found Acoustic Tuesday and found the Tony Policastro rabbit hole. I fell in and found a world I never realized existed. I found a love for the acoustic guitar and the artists that play them. I have learned that each guitar is totally different in many ways and yet the same. The woods and strings and hands that artistically create these amazing works of art. I have discovered many new artists I would never know existed had it not been for TAC, Acoustic Tuesday, as well as the TAC family. Thank you. One year, 344 playing sessions later, I now know about 14 chords and can move around them pretty well. Flat picking, love it. Finger picking, really like everything about it. So when it comes to the daily challenges, I'm all in every day. I set aside time every evening. In the beginning, 30 minutes was my limit due to finger pain. 90 to 120 minutes is my average each night. I'm totally enjoying myself and having a blast. I look forward to each session but I start my day looking up guitar-related stuff before work. I guess I'm turning into a guitar geek. Playing my guitar keeps me away from the snacks, and a small win is I lost 48 pounds. I'm so pleased with my progress. I feel it's all due to tack and the easy way it's laid out for you. Engaging, not demanding, and fun. Learning bar chords sucks, sorry to say, but I'm going to get them down. I know they are extremely important in playing a lot of music I wish to learn. This is one of my goals this year. 
I also hope to get the fretboard down. I really have not used the metronome much at all and plan on learning how to use it correctly. I know it's one of those things that helps you build your skill set. As bad as 2020 was worldwide, I found I really achieved some success in my personal goals thanks to TAC and the rabbit hole I stumbled into. I didn't know there was a party going on down here. Well, Al, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. And how cool that just a simple, subtle push. Is that called the butterfly effect? I feel like that's called the butterfly effect, where that's tough to say, butterfly effect. Um, I feel like, you know, changing your strings, finding that video, and kind of coming into the world of Tony's Acoustic Challenge, meeting the TAC family, and really ultimately just dialing in your routine in such a way that makes it fun every single day has allowed you to progress in ways that, you've never you've never done before in fact to read that you know gosh i've had this guitar since 1983 and all it's done is sit in the corner I, i'm so proud of you i'm so proud of you for sticking your routine progressing on the guitar and you know i just think it's so cool that you are becoming a full-on guitar geek so al thanks so much for sharing your story my hair started to stand up there i, I just i'm super excited for you and i i appreciate you sharing your story i hope it inspires many many guitar geeks it is indeed time for acoustic guitar news you can use. And in today's news segment, what are we talking about? We're talking about acoustic guitar builders you need to know. And the first one on the list is Turnstone Guitars, operated by Rosie Heidenrich. And wow, are these guitars masterpieces. First, let's go ahead and hear from Rosie. The hand room is the quieter space. So it's where I keep all my hand tools. It's where I probably spend most of my time with my chisels, my planes. I've got my benches here. Here. I've got my smaller little hand tools. So it's just a nice quiet space that when you're kind of thinking of designs, rosettes, um, carving out my headstocks, for example, it's just a nice quiet space that I can come in, but also have my tools on my tool wall within reach, uh, making sure that they're all put back in their place as well, because one of the things you want to be sure about is making sure you know where all the tools are so you're not looking for them all the time. The overarching premise to the whole workshop in general is to keep everything really nice and clean and tidy and although that may seem kind of nerdy and over the top to some the way that I look at it is that if you have clean tidy workspaces it generally transposes into a really clean tidy work. Now you've been acquainted with Rosie I think it would behoove us all to hear a turnstone guitar in action specifically in the capable hands of Michael Watts. He's playing, in this video you're about to see, a Turnstone TGE model with ancient black oak and a cedar top. Oh my, get your ears ready because they, they will chomp on the sonic treats that come from this instrument. Check it out. The next guitar builder I want to introduce you to is Wandering Boy Guitars, made by Jack Tarleton in Sydney, Australia. These guitars are like literal time machines. In fact, I have to read you his motto. Old sounding, old looking, and old feeling. Made the old way, by hand, in Sydney, Australia. Yes, indeed, these guitars are exactly that. These guitars, to the best of my knowledge, are predominantly ladder braced and modeled after those guitars of the 20s and 30s. And holy smokes, they, they actually look like they come from the 20s and 30s. If you just look at some of these guitars, they're absolutely beautiful. They beg to be played finger style. They beg to have blues tunes played on them. They beg to have ragtime tunes played on them. They're just 
they're just absolutely gorgeous. So make sure to check out Wandering Boy Guitars because I think I think your eyes are are, are needing that treat. I really do. They're um, stunning, stunning instruments. They actually remind me a lot of uh, New Era guitars, which are built on the East Coast here in the States. But same idea, uh, different approach, same idea. Just a, it's so cool to be living in a world with all these amazing guitar builders. And speaking of amazing guitar builders, I've got one more I wanna to introduce to you. And this is a new builder to me, uh, Taran Guitars. Never had heard of them before, but I was doing my guitar geek digging. And specifically, I was looking up different neck joints and this video came up and it was Taran Guitars and they were showing a new neck joint that they're using on their instruments. I can't remember the exact date, but nonetheless, it's on all the new Taran guitars. And it has a really interesting use of the dovetail neck joint, but coming from the fingerboard. I, I'm not doing a great job describing it. I realize that right now. So I'm gonna go ahead and show you the video that I found so you can see this neck joint, and then we're actually gonna hear a Taran guitar in action. Check out this video. This neck joint is a new thing for us, and um, I just wanted to show you it going on, basically. It's got a tapered dovetail section on here, and this slides down in this motion into the guitar. So the harder you pull the neck in, the tighter the whole fingerboard lays on the top of the soundboard. So if I put this in here, if I start there, I've got this bit of paper here from an envelope, and I can put that in there, and it's moving. There is a gap. So, and then, it's starting to take a grip of that bit of paper now. When I push this right in, you can see it. So it's actually pulled the whole, that has pulled the whole neck down onto the top. And I can actually lift the guitar like that. And that is basically the force of the neck joint, the force of the dovetail, pulling the whole neck into the body of the guitar. So incredibly rigid. Seeing the guitar's construction is one thing, hearing the guitar played is a completely different thing. And we're gonna actually hear a Taran guitar in action right now, courtesy of the North American Guitar. By the way, did I mention that you should subscribe to their Connoisseur publication? Because if you haven't, you need to. Plain and simple, you absolutely need to. Go to the App Store, the Android Store, the Droid Factory, whatever, wherever you get your apps, and look up the North American Guitar, look up Connoisseur, and subscribe to this digital publication. It's, it's, it is guitar geek heaven, right in the palm of your hand, because it's delivered to you digitally on your phone. I know that was a little bit of a detour, but I was setting up this amazing Taran Guitars demo done by North American Guitar, so you can actually hear these amazing guitars in action. Take it away, North American Guitar. I mentioned the Connoisseur, right? The North American Guitars digital publication. I have to double down on my endorsement of that. This is not a paid endorsement. I have not spoken to the North American Guitar about even mentioning them in the show. This is just me as a guitar geek telling you as a guitar geek, this digital publication, The Connoisseur by North American Guitar, is going to change the guitar geek world. It's amazing. It gets delivered to your phone right there on the app. You can pull it up at any point in time, read articles from amazing musicians, read articles from amazing luthiers, see demos on these amazing guitars. It's just amazing. I just needed to mention it again because I feel like it's my, my duty, my obligation as a guitar geek to share 
how good this, this publication is, digital publication. You can sign up at the App Store, just search the North American Guitar or Connoisseur if you can spell it. I can't, so I opted for the North American Guitar Search. Moving on to our final, <laughs> moving on to our final news item for the day, and that is a bluegrass flat picking juggernaut playing another bluegrass flat picking juggernaut's guitar. Billy Strings went to Norman's Rare Guitars and he found Dan Crary's 1976 Mossman Dreadnought and he gave it a play on video so all of us guitar geeks could see. Here he is. And I'll play a Dan Crary tune since it's his guitar. I bet you this tune's been played on this guitar before. It's called uh, Fishing Creek Blues. sweet notes, I think it's a good time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show. But before I do so, let's take a sneak peek into next week. Next week, I've got two words for you. Elizabeth Cotton. We're going to look at her life. We're going to look at her playing style. We're going to look at her discography. You're going to learn a lot more about Elizabeth Cotton and you're going to learn what makes her style so darn amazing. Yes, that's all happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday, well, every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time here on YouTube. Thank you again for watching the show. Thank you for being a guitar geek. Guitar geeks unite. And remember this, your guitar success, your guitar progress, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day you play. Thanks again for watching and I'll see you next week on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers.